Hello, and welcome to the Raw Thoughts podcast. So, a little quick announcement. I think I am going to just try out for a little while changing my upload date from every Sunday to every Monday. Um, Just seems like it works kind of better for me. I know a lot of people like listening to the podcast when they're going to work. So, Mondays seem to work there. And yeah, I don't know. It just um, feels like a better time. You can start your week off with a little bit of sunshine. And uh, yeah, so let me know what you think of the new upload schedules. And I will be trying that um, from this episode onwards. So look forward to new episodes every Monday. This episode, I'm talking, uh, just having a little casual chat, talking about some perfectionistic tendencies that I have as well as just some new shows that I've been watching and what I got up to on the weekend. So I hope you enjoy this episode and as always it's time for a shout out to the people that make this all possible, my patrons. First of all a very special shout out for my sunflower patrons that is Hector, Edgar, Branwyn, and my lovely mom and dad. We have my fern patron, Dane, and my sprout patron, Dolphin. Thank you all so, so much for supporting me. And if you would like to support me and help me get to my goals with this podcast, then please consider becoming a patron. You can click the link in the description of this episode or go on my Instagram at sunnypaxton and join up there. You get all sorts of special perks, like a secret episode every week, as well as a shout out at the beginning of each podcast, like you just heard. So if that interests you, check it out, no pressure at all, but you know, always have to be putting it out there. So I hope I see you there and I hope you enjoy your week. everyone so it's the morning and I thought I'd just share some random morning thoughts with you all um in true raw thoughts fashion just see where my mind will go and I hope you enjoy coming along with me um but yeah this weekend was fun I Branwyn actually came over and slept over here for a night and we started watching this new show called Midnight Mass, which is very interesting. Um, also, another show that I have to recommend is Severance. It's on Apple TV, uh, but obviously you can just find it other sketchy places (laughs) like I do um but it's directed by Ben Stiller starring Adam Scott and it is amazing it's honestly one of the best shows that I have seen in a long long time you know like it's one of those shows where each episode is so gripping that you don't want to miss a single moment and there's only I think like eight or eight or nine 
episodes in a season. So you don't want to miss a second. You're, you're every episode, you're on the edge of your seat, and then there's a cliffhanger, and you just want to watch the next one so bad. But it's really good. Um, I guess like I can kind of just say a little bit of the concept. I don't want to spoil anything, you know what I mean? But basically, you know, how like there's always been an issue with work-life balance, right? Like that's something that people find hard to do. So it's kind of this dystopian um, setting, I guess. And it's uh, a time in history where humans have made this procedure called severance. And it essentially splits up your memories um, where if you go to work, you can't remember any of your personal life. Like you can't even remember your name. And then it once you get out from work, you can't remember anything that you did at work. Like you have no clue what you even do at work every day. So yeah, I'm not going to say much more than that. But um, yeah, that's basically the premise of it. But if you have time to watch it, highly recommend, highly recommend. And I don't usually recommend shows, but um, yeah, I had to recommend this one. But anyway, so we're watching Midnight Mass, which is another kind of thriller-y type of show. We also played some games on my Switch. We got... um, uh, Scribble Knots from the library. I don't know if you guys remember Scribble Knots, but it was a game on the DS a while back, and they made a version on the Switch. And a lot of it is just mini games, but they're pretty fun, pretty competitive. So we're playing that. We're playing some of another game I have called Cook Serve Delicious, which is a cooking game. So that was fun. Um, we also at one point made a tiktok which let me tell you this tiktok was pretty easy i mean you can see it on my instagram sunny paxton if you want (laughs) but pretty easy reel to make you know it's just like a five second little video um and it's like a song and there's kind of a trend you know so um where you didn't even come up with any creative ideas or anything like that but just filming the tiktok we were in the middle of the a trail in a forest by my house and we (laughs) were doing so many takes trying to figure it out trying to figure out the timing and both of us were just thinking wow this is way harder than it seems you know when you just see these tiktoks you don't really think that any work went into it at all and especially you know the tiktoks where they're coming up with their own unique ideas I mean that's a whole nother process And you don't often think about all the work that's gone into like a five, ten second video. But yeah, a lot of work can go into it for sure. So, you know, we were just exploring that. I'm happy with how it turned out. It really made me want to like post more videos and stuff. And I think the thing is like basically you know, with the podcast, if you just post like podcast, podcast episodes, oops, (laughs) if you just post episodes 
it's usually pretty hard for people to find you, right? Like, I think most of the time we find podcasts is through some other sort of social media. And obviously, you know, I'm not all about numbers, but I do want, you know, viewers for the podcast. I want um, new people listening so I can kind of turn this into something more full-time or something that can support me financially more because at the end of the day this is like kind of what I want to do as my passion you know so as much as I don't want to be focused on that and as much as I am just focusing on putting out content and being genuine and authentic you know I also if I want to get my foot in the door more with that or open up more possibilities, I feel like I also do have to think a little bit about numbers and a little bit how I can get my podcast more out there, more available to more people. So, you know, I'm thinking, well, I probably need to post on other types of social media more, not even stuff related to the podcast necessarily, but just stuff that could maybe you know, get people to my page where then they can learn about the podcast and kind of follow it from there. Um, But (laughs) it's scary, you know, it's scary to put yourself out there um, on the internet. And I think this is kind of the topic that I wanted to talk about today, but I think I struggle a lot with perfectionism. Um, It's very hard. And you know, that saying like, don't let perfect get in the way of good, which basically means like, don't let your need to be perfect stop you from doing something that's (laughs) perfectly good. Um, Well, yeah, I do let my perfectionism stop me from doing things a lot of the time. And funnily enough, I was just like scrolling on Instagram or whatever this morning. And I started seeing a lot of rollerblading or not rollerblading, roller skating content. Because rollerblades are the wheels that, like, are in a row, right? And then roller blade, or roller skating is where it's, like, four wheels. And you can do, like, different kind of tricks on there. They're more old school. Anyway, <laughs> totally unrelated. But um, I started seeing a lot of roller skating content. And for some reason, it just really inspired me. Like, oh my gosh, I should get a pair of roller skates. I should try to learn to roller skate. But I think part of the satisfaction watching those videos is that a lot of them were progress videos. So they would do like their first trick and then it would be, you know, weeks later or months later and they would show how they do that trick now. And it was so satisfying to see that progression, you know, how they got better, they got more confident, you know, their first one was pretty... um, rough but then you know their their next one was better and it's just really satisfying to see progress like that but the thing is the reality of it can be really tough um just starting at something that you're not good at right and being okay with that can be really really hard I think especially when um Growing up, I was kind of like a high achiever. 
I feel like I got a lot of validation and a lot of praise for what I could do and what I could accomplish rather than who I was as a person. And it kind of develops this relationship with yourself where you always feel like you have to be good at something or perfect at something right away. Um, And it becomes very uncomfortable to participate in things where you don't feel capable or you don't feel good because it just brings up a lot of feelings of inadequacy it feels uncomfortable it um takes away that like positivity of being good at something and feeling like you are thriving in it or you're going to get praise from it you know so I feel like for a long time, I've definitely kind of stayed away from those things that I'm not that good at and kind of just put time and energy into the things that I am good at rather than spreading my energy around and maybe being okay, being bad at something, not even getting good at something. You know, there's some hobbies where You don't have to be good at a hobby to enjoy it. You don't have to be good at painting or good at cooking or good at anything to do it and to enjoy it and have fun. And I know I hear that advice a lot. Like, you know, you can do a hobby just for enjoyment. You don't need to be a professional, Which is so, so true, but then it's like if you have these perfectionism issues, it's hard to enjoy something when you're not good at it because you kind of learn that enjoying a thing, um, enjoyment comes from accomplishing that thing and doing it well rather than just the act of that thing in general. Like making pottery, for an example, you kind of learn like, oh, well, when I make a really good pot or I I get praised or I can objectively look at something and say that is a good quality of work, that's what makes that fun for me. Instead of just enjoying the feeling of the clay on your hands and enjoying the environment and the sounds of the, the pottery studio and, you know, all those things like being present, being in the moment, enjoying the thing that you're doing. But again, if you have perfectionism, it's really hard to enjoy that thing when your mind is just constantly, I guess your inner critic is constantly going, kind of constantly critiquing you on, oh, you did that wrong. You can't get this right, you know. And I think a lot of people who are perfectionists really have like a very loud inner critic you know because that critic is what makes us perfect at things and it can have a lot of positives you know you probably perform really well in jobs or at school or you might be really technically proficient in you know certain skills or certain hobbies But the reality of living with that critic kind of sucks, you know, like you always have someone in your ear telling you that your work is not good enough or that this little thing right here is wrong or that you missed a spot here. 
And yes, it results in great work, but it's also not sustainable because I think a lot of the time when you're a perfectionist, you avoid just creating or doing certain things because maybe you're not in the mood to be attacked by that critic or you're not you don't have the energy to do something completely perfect so you just don't do it at all and this comes up for me in so many areas of my life you know it's so tricky to step away from that and kind of do something even if I know I won't have energy to do it perfectly like that happens a lot of the time for me with exercise you know I feel like maybe I don't have enough energy to do something that I would deem a worthy or perfect kind of workout so I just don't do it at all when in reality even if you're walking around the block for two minutes that is better than nothing you know, um, you don't need to do a full-on hour-long whatever workout. You just have to find whatever works for you in that moment and just try to do what you can. Um, but again, that's way, way easier said than done. Um, but yeah, you know, just like it is for exercise, It will also be like that for making content and getting myself out there and, you know, taking on these kind of opportunities. And, you know, I feel like just having a goal for myself of putting out an episode every week has been really great um, because it's kind of forced me to get over that perfectionism Sometimes there are weeks where I'm not really happy with the episode. I don't really like it. I wasn't really feeling particularly inspired, you know, or I'm just reading stories and I feel like I could be talking about something else or making a more creative kind of episode, but I don't have the energy for it. So I just do what I can and it has really helped me practice that art of acceptance I guess and just kind of accepting that to be consistent and to move forward in this I need to accept that not every part of it is going to be perfect and that's okay it's more important in this case to be consistent because it will build good habits it will you know allow me to practice and just get more content out there which I was gonna say sadly but not really sadly I feel like the content game these days is a lot more quantity over quality which can sometimes result in like very bad content you know but that sometimes is how you get your work out there and I guess like What scares me about putting out this imperfect content is that sometimes people are viewing it with no context. Like, they could just stumble across one of your videos or one of your episodes and it's like a bad one. (laughs) And they kind of take that as like, oh, okay, that's 
her whole deal. That is the podcast. That's what it's like. Even though if they listen to like multiple episodes, they would kind of see that there is a difference. But again, that's something that I kind of have to accept um, in doing this kind of thing. And I'm sure that everyone, no matter what they're doing, you kind of have to, if you want to excel in something and you want to be successful at something, you do have to accept that you're not going to be perfect all the time. You do have to expect that you are going to put out subpar work or make mistakes or just have that feeling that you don't know what the heck you're doing before you find some footing with it, before you find some confidence in it. You know, that's just part of the process. That's just a stage in the journey of getting to being, you know, masterful at something. You have to go through that stage where you don't know what you're doing. But it is such a strong urge for me, and I'm sure other people can relate, to avoid that stage. I don't want to be in that stage where I don't know what I'm doing. I just want to skip from having the idea of doing something straight to I am an expert, master in my field, podcaster extraordinaire, or whatever it is you want to do. And that is just not realistic. And even though I know it's not realistic, it's still so hard for me. Um, But again, I think that just comes from having a lot of your value based on what you can do and how well you can do it. And also just having a very harsh critic inside of you. It's very tough to deal with those feelings of unknown or um, those mistakes or, you know, that lack of knowledge. It's really hard to handle that. And I think the people that do handle that with grace just know that that phase is necessary. They've been through it enough times, but also maybe have a gentler way of talking to themselves about it, you know? Like, if they don't get something right, the kind of inner dialogue is more like, well, that's okay, you know, you're new at this, you know, just keep going, you got this, you've been through stuff like this before, just keep on it, you know, Um, have fun, just appreciate the little wins, and you'll get there kind of thing, rather than like, wow, how could you not know how to do this, this is so embarrassing, Um, you have so much work to do and, you know, that kind of thing. We kind of just need to reparent, I guess, ourselves and have that voice in ourselves that is encouraging and gentle, um, and not a voice that's so highly critical. But again, you know, I always try to see like the purpose for things. I think that like that inner critic voice was developed for us to avoid embarrassment or avoid criticism from others, you know, like our our inner critic, their whole like goal is to make us be perfect, right? <laughs> and not make any mistakes um, because maybe we learn that making mistakes or not being perfect led to criticism and judgment from 
outside sources, whether that be teachers, parents, um, peers, you know, whatever. And so it's easier almost to critique yourself first so you avoid making any mistakes uh, and getting critiqued rather than just being free and open and making mistakes and then getting judged and critiqued by an outside source. I mean, of course, we're still getting critiqued, but it's just by ourselves. So it feels more in our control than, you know, being having someone come down on us really hard from the outside um, when we're not expecting it, you know? So I just feel like it is a protection and it's a way of avoiding criticism or even if someone does criticize us, maybe it hurts less or it's more normalized because we've already told ourselves all of that, you know? And I think it's the same thing, you know, with low self-esteem. It's like we kind of bully ourselves and point out our own flaws and our own insecurities before someone else can get there first because it feels better to put ourselves down rather than somebody else put us down, even though obviously that's a very dysfunctional way of coping with things because um, those other people that may critique you or may bully you are not around 24-7, but yourself, like your mind, you are with your mind 24-7, and if your own bully or, or your own critic is in your mind, well, you're going to be dealing with that a lot more than a critic or a bully outside of yourself, you know? And I also think a lot of the time, like, we have to realize that as we become adults, um, we are safer than we were from that criticism than we were when we were kids. You know, it, it's very possible that a mistake that you make as a kid could kind of put you in some sort of danger. And I don't really mean like physical danger. I just mean like having your parents being angry at you or dissatisfied with you in a kid's mind is kind of like danger because <laughs> you're relying on these caregivers. They are your source of food, of love, of shelter, of everything. And so if they disapprove of you, it can feel very, very earth shattering, you know? And because like in a way, our well-being does rely on that person accepting us and being happy with us. But I feel like, you know, Sometimes we kind of bring that into our adult lives, even though now, you know, if someone were to critique us or be unhappy with us, it's not the same. It's not as earth shattering, but sometimes it's hard to um, recognize that and actually feel deep down like it's okay for somebody to be unhappy with me. It's okay for somebody to have a critique of my work. Obviously, if they're saying it in a nice way, I'm not saying like, it's okay for somebody to yell at you and like be abusive to you. But it's okay for somebody to not like what you've done or to um, yeah, be unhappy with a project or have some some feedback about a project that you've done. Like that's okay. That doesn't mean you're in danger. But I think if we got like critiqued a lot, 
by our parents or, you know, other important figures in our lives, it can be really, really hard to accept those things now as an adult, even though you kind of have to remind yourself, okay, I'm not in danger. It's okay. Like this person has a critique of me, but that doesn't mean I'm not worthy. That doesn't mean I'm not loved. That doesn't mean I'm not safe. You know, I'm an adult. I'm, I'm, I'm in the present. I'm okay. You know, but it can be really hard to coach yourself through that if you didn't get, you know, adequate coaching when you needed it, when you were younger. Because I feel like a lot of these voices that we have in our heads are because of the way that we are parented or the way that we grew up. And they just stick around, you know, they stick around for a while until we kind of become aware of them and recognize them and start to kind of challenge those beliefs a little bit because you know at the end of the day it's it's different now you know we are safe to make mistakes we are safe to not be good at things right away we are safe to you know make bad quality things (laughs) it's okay you know it's part of the process and you know in learning I think it's necessary to give ourselves that space to do all of those things and it sucks that at some point in our life we learned that it's not okay um, that we don't have the space to make mistakes when we're learning something new but I am reclaiming that I am reclaiming that that space um And I hope that you do too, because it's totally more than okay to suck at something and not be good at something. It does not mean that you are less worthy as a person. It does not mean that you don't have talent. It doesn't mean you don't, you aren't capable. It just means you're learning something new and that's totally more than okay. So, you know, I say that because I need that reminder for more myself. Um, but I hope that, you know, if those words speak to you, that you also can take that in as well. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and I will see you next week. <laughs>